0: You have the words for that peace of God and cover me. <clears throat> How many is in a storm right now? Amen. How many was just came through a storm? Anyone? I've been going through a storm for quite a while. So I'm just going to keep my hand up. How many's coming out of a storm? I'm coming out of this. God's going to take me through this storm. Amen. Amen. It's really good to see you here, Brother Kolb, Sister Kolb. God bless you. It's been a while. I don't think we've seen you here in a little bit. It's been way too long. God bless you. Jesus, peace of God, cover me through the storm. Oh, hallelujah. Set your prayer. of God cover me cover me oh yes cover me peace of God cover me through this storm through this storm Only in you, Lord, only in you I am safe, hallelujah, only in you I'm secure, you're my peace, Lord. I understand cover me cover me oh cover us Lord Jesus blessed be his name saints hallelujah amen brother Luther I wonder if you could come and open the service with a word of prayer have any requests that you want to bring before the Lord just make sure you get them to Brother Jason <clears throat> Amen
1: hallelujah Is't that what you want more than anything? Peace of God to cover you to keep you through the storms, keep you through all the mind battles that tells you you're not what you are amen then that still small voice comes and says yes you are amen let's pray father i love you this evening through the storms of life father lord we just praise you worship you lord sometimes we don't have that smile on our face but that joy and peace in our heart father reverberates through Faith in you and what you are doing. We commit all our care. We commit this service. We commit those that are streaming, Father. Lord, I ask that you would just touch our hearts today. Give us that what we have need of, Father. Lord, you know the day is dark, gross darkness on the people. We wade through this world, Father. Wade through the darkness. Let your light shine. May there be a seed that would come to life father remember our loved ones this evening lord i pray that you would bless the cheerful giver as we pray for the tithes and offerings magnified to your kingdom most of all i ask that you magnify the gift of god that would bring the word to us this evening the greatest form of worship father the foolishness of preaching touch our hearts we pray we love you we worship you, father in jesus christ's name amen
0: amen Want him to cover us with the power of his love. Can you say amen? Lord, I come to you. Let my heart be changed, renewed, flowing from the grace that I found. It I've come to know the weaknesses I see in me will be stripped away God's love in their lives tonight. Amen. You can have your seats tonight. We have a couple specials. To try to get to Amen, brother Steve, if you want to prepare to sing your song. Amen, brother
2: Weapons formed against me thread and gloom in peaceful days, and the enemies converge on where I stand. I have a promise they'll not prosper, and they'll falter when I pray. I just take flight and leave them on the land. I fix my sight and set my wings to glory for the wise of earth are earthly bound God gave winds of faith to write the overcomer story now in heavenly places I'll be found heavenly places I'll be found the time's not yet for me to soar forever past the skies all God's eaglets have not yet been found. Lord, help me scream, the eagles call until the last one's heard. Spread your wings, child, you can leave the ground. Fix your sight and set your wings to glory, for the wiles of earth are earthly bound. God gave winds of faith to write the overcomer story now in heavenly places you'll be found in heavenly places you'll be found and when the night is lonely and days are dark and the sky grow stormy, don't stay where you are, fix your sight and set your wings to glory, for the wilds of earth are earthly bound, God gave winds of faith to write the overcomer's story, now in heavenly places you'll be found. Side and set your wings to glory. For the wilds of earth are earthly bound. God gave winds of faith to write the overcomer story. Now in heavenly places you'll be found. In heavenly places you'll be found. In heavenly places.
0: Okay, we just got one special. Thank you, Brother Steve. God bless you. Heavenly places to be found. Amen. You got your sights on glory tonight? Amen. Let's all stand together again. You know, um, if we all have heaven in our sights, I just, just was thinking this. We either gotta build our faith muscles a lot more, or else we have to lose some weight. Or maybe both, right? <laughs> the weight of ourselves and the weight of this world will hold us here. And we gotta we gotta empty out. Can you say amen? We gotta empty out and then have him fill us again. Every day. Amen. Let's sing this song. You have the words for Empty Me. Holy fire, burn away my desire for anything that is not of you and is of me i want more of you and less of me holy fire a holy fire burn away burn away my desire all my desire anything that is not
3: This is chapter 2, amen, good to have the cobs here with us visiting, good to see them, Ain't seen them in a while, God bless you. Brother George Sr., good to have you here with us, and amen, Sister um, um, Dorothy, yeah, no I got it first, George, yeah, yeah, <laughs> amen, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, so we're happy to have them here and uh, any other visitors that I'm probably missing. Uh, God bless you as well, we welcome you in the name of the Lord, Brother Ronnie, good to see you, Amen. Hallelujah, we want to turn right to Genesis chapter 2, amen, and um, I've got a number of prayer requests we're going to bring to the Lord shortly, but um, let's have a reading, we're just going to read one verse and we'll let you be seated. I want to speak tonight on a thought that came to me a couple days ago, uh, kind of a little bit of an interruption in my series, I hope that'll be all right with you. Amen. So I'm not, I don't get to choose that. Amen. Every minister knows you don't get to choose it. So, um, amen. It even seems a little strange for me on a Wednesday night. I said, Lord, how about I preach that on Sunday? Nope. <laughs> You've got Sunday's material, uh, and so I'm going to be back to my series. But I want to take a little diversion tonight. Lord, dropped this on my heart a couple nights ago, a couple mornings ago. I want to speak on the deep calls, the deep responds, Genesis 2 these are the generations of the heavens and of the earth when they were created in the day that the Lord God made the earth and the heavens let's pray father we thank you for your word now this evening lord it's just every thought I have lord for the last couple days and all day today Father, I'm just committing myself into your hands. There's very likely more material than I can cover, so I'll just depend on you to cover what's necessary. So I commit it to you. Commit myself into your hands for service. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. You can be seated, friends. Ethan, is this working? Um, it is? Okay, good. So let's uh, have my PowerPoint up straight away. Amen. So we want to begin straight away. And again, as you can see, how often you see me use a PowerPoint on a Wednesday night. Very, very rare. So the deep calls, the deep calls, the deep responds. You glad that when you felt a call for God, there was a God? I can tell you, He's just as happy to have you as you are to have Him. Amen. Praise the Lord. Brother Branham told us that he asked a simple question. What's more valuable? the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ or that which it purchased? That which it purchased. That's more valuable. Can you imagine, can you say to yourself that as the purchase of God, you are more valuable to him than the blood of his son? See, all right. So the deep calls, the deep response. Thank you, Brother Ken. Yeah. uh, Okay, I'll let it warm up then a little bit. Amen, praise the Lord. Am I getting seconds? Amen. (laughs) <laughs> That's no problem. It's all good. You must be anointed with the Holy Ghost. Amen. Praise the Lord. Um, I want to take a subtitle, The Lord God and His Divine Family. Now, I want to start this evening with a little bit of inspiration that I borrowed from uh, a good friend of mine. We were, I was on the Bible study the other day, the internet uh, daily Bible study that I teach, and uh, Brother Tim uh, Calhoun was ministering that morning, and my goodness, he he came on this one thought, and I'm going to borrow it just to lay my foundation and jump headlong. Oh, it, <laughs> okay, Brother Ken, thank you. <laughs> Amen, Amen, praise the Lord. Um, so we want to point a couple of things out, and, and as we read in our opening text, Genesis 2-4, you're going to see this term, Lord God. Now it's an important term because this is the first time you're going to see it used. Uh, and and it's and it's and and in and in its usage, I'm going to endeavor to show you and demonstrate in the scriptures tonight that that as God unfolded and continued to unfold from Genesis 1:1, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth, and it doesn't say Lord God, it just says God. And in fact, as you can go all through the entire first chapter of Genesis, and you won't find this term, Lord God, until you get to chapter 2. Because this is its first time after the advancement of the word brought creation to its, to its next transition. And by that I mean that we find that God Created everything and, 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 he, and the Bible would say the evening and the morning and the evening and the morning and God looked upon it and it was good and God said and God said and God said and then God looked upon it and it was good and he kept going, he kept going, he kept going. He wasn't finished on day three, he wasn't finished on day five, day six, he comes to day seven and he and we find that yet Adam and Eve are still not even put in human flesh yet. And so he's using this term Elohim, God, but we find that, that now coming into Genesis 2 in, in verse 4, you're going to find that he's going to start setting the stage up now. By the time he gets down to verse 7, I believe it is, you're going to find that he's, he's starting to make the next move. He's starting to make the next transition. So he needs a, a further understanding of who he is. See, because now he's not just a self-existing one. Now he's God dwelling with his family. You can see that in the Bible. You find, uh, you know, that God said to Moses concerning uh, his name Jehovah. He says, I was not known by that name, you know, in Abraham's day. Now that's strange to us because Abraham use the term Jehovah-Jireh. But what he's simply meaning is now that you have to understand that, that, that Jehovah is really a great term to understand it's God dwelling with his family. And so in Abraham, he gives him a promise that you're going to have a family. It'll be my family. It'll be a Christ seed line. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to need a name that's going to reflect that. And every time God made a move, he, he took a name to describe him more carefully. So whether it was Jehovah Jireh or whether it was Jehovah Shalom or whether it was Jehovah Nissi, whatever you find, all of these various names, God was indicating I've I've advanced and I, I, I want I've unfolded a little more, and I want you to understand there's a there's a further characteristic of me and we need to name it. And so this is why. Jesus represented all of the compound redemptive names of Jehovah. They were found in the Lord Jesus Christ. So we find then that you can see here verse five, and every plant of the field before it was in the earth and every herb of the field before it grew for the Lord God had not caused it to rain upon the earth, and there was not a man to till the soil. So catch that. There's not yet a man to till the soil. All right? And so he says here, um, let me catch up to myself. All right. And so then he, come, he moves on. And the Lord God formed man out of the dust of the ground and breathed. Now this isn't, this isn't just him, the Bible saying God did this. It's saying the Lord God did this, because there's now going to be an opportunity for a, a further fellowship. That Adam is not just in spirit form, but now he's an expression, he's, be, he's become manifest. Now he's more what God was looking for. He's further along and now God is going to be able to have a fellowship. I I expressed sons out of my genes, but I couldn't fellowship them when they were within me. But after they're expressed through the bedding ground of a mother, then now I can embrace them and talk to them and counsel with them and and, and get advice from them and vice versa. And and so this was always God's plan. He wanted a kingdom. He wanted a family and we're it. Now watch, I've got to make sure you're catching that. Verse, and then it goes to 2, 8. And the Lord God planted a garden. See, he's continuing now. He's moving. He's on the move. Amen. And the Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden. And there he put the man whom he formed. Uh, 2, 9. And out of the ground made the Lord God to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight. Good for food. The tree of life also in the midst of the garden. And? The tree of knowledge of good and evil. Verse 15. And the Lord God took man and put him into the Garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. Now, I I, want to just I wanna I wanna give you some some renderings from Strong's concordance on this on this term Lord God. All right, so it's this is where you're going to, it's not going to be just Elohim. He's going to identify himself a little more closely. And he's going to take a name you'd be familiar with, Yahweh. They didn't even pronounce it till the till the Renaissance, and then they tried to put it together. The early days, they didn't pronounce the name of God just out of respect to him. But uh, but we find that 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 the name Yahweh, and then they then they later on translators put in the word Donne, because they're trying to get. A word that has no vowels. It's all consonants. And they're trying to make it into a word so that, so that we can get a grasp of it. It's all translation work as they were making the Bible. But we find that when Elohim met him in the, in, the, in the tent there in the book of Genesis and he's coming to confirm the covenant, Abraham uses the exact word that in every case in the Bible, and there's not even a single time it's not, that the name he chose to call him was the exact name. It only had one meaning, and that is God. The God, the creator, the everything. And so there was no mistake in Abraham's mind who he was talking to, though he was talking to a human. He's talking to a human man built out of the dust of the ground. But he refers to him with a name that is only attributed to the creator of all heavens and earth. So now when we get this term, Lord God... It's a noun, of course, meaning God, but it refers to more to his proper name of the God of Israel, particularly how he he revealed himself to Moses in Exodus 6. And so uh, some other indications is that its primary meaning should be understood in the context of God's existence, namely that he is the I am that I am. You remember Moses said, who will I say sent me? So now the people are gonna wanna know. He can't just say, uh, you know, Elohim sent me. Well, what does that even mean? See, because now he's going to have to be a little more specific. He's actually going to say the I am. Amen. Oh, you mean the personal one, the one Abraham met. Yeah, that one. That one sent me. Yeah. See, this isn't some vague idea of just a, a creator of heavens and earth. This is actually a, an identification. A name identifies. And so, so it also goes on to mean it has a frequent appearance in the name in relation to God's redemptive work. So, you know, and it's sometimes in a, it's compounded with other words to describe the character of the Lord in greater detail. you find that in Genesis 22, Exodus 17, Judges 6, various places. Now, what I'm trying to aim at and get you, I'm not trying to make a Hebrew scholar out of you. I'm trying to get you to understand that, that this whole idea of going from just God to Lord God is describing a relationship, a fellowship, a knowing of this God very deeply. Yeah. So it's a greater knowing. It's a, it's a further unfolding of God. You know, it's just like, you know, I married my wife 40 whatever years ago and you know, my love for her today is far greater than the day I stood at an altar and said, I do. I can't even describe to you how, much, how, deep, how it's deepened. And, 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 and you realize a lot of times, you know, when you have something, and that's why when it's not real love, then people get tired of each other because it's not new anymore. But when it's a real eternal mate, it, the, the longer it goes, the deeper it gets, the deeper it gets, the more committed you are. See? And so this whole idea of going from God to Lord God is, is, is it, it's referring to an involvement with this God. It's, it's describing a caring for this God, a caring for his word. And, and it comes from a, a very deep place in your heart. Jesus said in Matthew 22 that he, Jesus said unto him, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. Amen. So so when we're when we're reading this, you're seeing God now coming into a deeper relationship with his creation because now they've moved from spirit man to flesh man. And now God has someone to tend the garden. He created this beautiful garden. Now he's got somebody to manage it, see? And so, and so we find that, that this is so important for you to understand. So, so let's carry on. And the Lord God took the man and put him, in, him into the Garden of Eden to do what? To dress it and to keep it. We drop down to 16. And the Lord God commanded the man saying, of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat. Verse 18. And the Lord God said, it is not good that man should be alone. I will make him a helpmeet for him. You go on down to 19. All right. And out of the ground, the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every fowl of the air and brought them unto Adam to see what he would call them. Now, this is, this is quite a transfer of confidence. You know, God's got a lot of confidence in this son to only name him what God would name him. There's obviously a great confidence that God has that he has the level of fellowship with Adam, then it's so pure, it's so deep. It, there's such a closeness there that it's that it's you. You can see it. Brother Adam talks about the apostles in the in the early church that they were so in tune with the Holy Spirit Amen. that God didn't even have to always speak; just nod his head in a way they would go. How I would like to say, Lord God, let that be me. Let it let me because that's the kingdom restoration. We're coming back. You're coming back to this kind of, com, this kind of communion. See? So, so then I could say to you, you should never, ever allow yourself to not be moving toward that. I can say to you that Satan's design and his desire is to cut that advancement off. He will use whatever means necessary. Now his means are quite limited because a demon is almost powerless unless he can get someone to work through. So I would say to you, don't open your mind to him. Don't open your heart to him. Don't open your home to him. Don't cut him off at every pass. Eliminate him out of your life. Eliminate him out of your relationships. Eliminate him out of your friendships. Uh, you know, eliminate the devil out of your recreation. Eliminate the devil out of your career. Eliminate the devil out of your, out of your pursuits. Amen. And then you'll stand victorious and strong in the power of his might. See? Amen. Verse 21. And the Lord caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam. And he slept took one of his ribs, closed up the flesh instead thereof. Verse 22. And the rib, which the Lord God had taken from man, made he a woman. See, further advanced. Now he's doing to Adam what he has done to himself. He's taking something from within Adam and expressing it. He's not not taking a, a different creation. That's the beauty of Eve being a byproduct of Adam, a byproduct. People think sometimes it's always in a negative connotation, and that's not even, that's not even that's almost actually never true. That there are many byproducts that we live today and have wonderful inventions because they took this this thing and this thing, and there was a reaction and it produced a byproduct. You understand? and so all kinds of different compounds and and by themselves they wouldn't really help you they might even kill you but put them together they produce a byproduct and it save your life yeah. see so so god is now not wanting to, he didn't want to have a family separate from himself when he made his family Because then if if anything had a beginning, then it has to have an end. That way, like hell was created. It had a beginning, it has an end. He doesn't want to do that. He wanted to express the bride so that she would be just as eternal as him and he would never lose her. See? So, So we find that he's taking her out of Adam. She's a further expression of him. So the rib, verse 22 again. And the rib which the Lord God had taken from man made he a woman and brought her unto the man. Look at now watch. Genesis 3, 1. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said? What happened to the Lord God? Amen. Amen. So now you're seeing... An intentional reduction. This is his his approach to Eve. What's he trying to do? Get her to agree with him that what God said shouldn't mean as much as you think it should. So it's all about a reduction. God sent his word and Satan wants to come in right away and reduce your dependency on it. Reduce your faith in it. And reduce your alliance with it. Yea, hath God said, You should not eat of every tree of the garden. See? Now watch, watch how this conversation goes. Look how fast Eve collapses. And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fr- I'm sorry, but of the fruit of the trees which is in the midst of the garden. Now she's quoting him. He's already got her. He's already got her. It's just a matter of time because he's been successful in reducing her faith in what God had already moved forward to be. And it's almost like what God is now on the cutting edge, where God is now in this position, she is starting, Satan is trying to get her, don't believe that. See, so now it's just hath hath God said and now she's quoting it back god hath said ye shall not eat of it neither shall ye touch it so so when we when we look at that you can take it down Eve. when we begin to look at this whole idea of a reduction in the relationship and and how easily satan suggested to her you need to kind of relax a little bit on just how much you take god's word for things there needs to be a little bit of a reduction. And, and what is so astonishing to me as I was thinking about this, I thought how that the, that the Lord God Amen. from Genesis 2 and 4, that the Lord God did so many good things in the previous 11 instances. And I read you enough verses to cover 11 times where he says the Lord God. From Genesis 4 down to where we come into chapter 3. And God had did so many good things in the previous instances, the Lord God, that how that he had literally cooed to nature. And Brother Brown talks about how that, that, that pillar of fire moved over the earth and it began to coo and make love. And and and, 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 and birds flew up out of the dust. And the, and the Father said, oh, that's beautiful. Keep going. Keep going going. Don't go backwards. Don't stop. Keep going. The more you go, the more beauty. The further you go, the more that'll make sense. Whatever you do, don't stop. And it kept going and the grass and the trees and the animals and the whales and, and suddenly the whole world is teeming and here God had created such a paradise giving his word out so freely that that was, and it was only, only exclusively resulting in Adam's richness. Amen. There wasn't one negative thing it, that happened to Adam believing the word. Not one negative thing. It was all about blessing and all about life. In fact is, it was so good, it built something we haven't had since, a perfect world. And as soon as there was a reduction, then there was an immediate, then that was an immediate interruption and death came sweeping in. Why? When God did it, when, the Lord, when God built, and then the Lord God began to carry on, everything just kept going. Life, more life, more life, higher life, higher life, better life, higher life, more life, better life, beauty, more beauty, much more beauty, much, much, much more beauty. The whole thing is becoming from glory to glory, from glory to glory, until there, somebody believed in a reduction. And somebody halted on their faith and said, wait a minute, I'm not so sure. And immediately death was in the camp and immediately the whole world fell into sin. When you, I can tell you friends that once God, even the real one, who has a real anointing that he can pour upon your life. And when, and when that very real God with that very real anointing Suffers a reduction in your mind, and you go, you begin to grow distant from Him, which is inevitable, you certainly will. Then, right away, you'll begin to accept a watered down word, a watered down fellowship, a watered down experience. He will no longer be Lord God to you. You'll still know Him as God, but Lord means Lordship. Lord, this word Lord entails relationship, that you'll be bone of his bone and word of his word and life of his life and love of his love. And what and that's why David was the, was the apple of his eye because God was simply saying, David, the way, the, he was a man, I'm sorry, I'm meaning of the scripture, a man after God's own heart. What that's meaning in the Hebrew is God is saying that David, how God thought about things David thought, he's a man after my heart. My heart's like his heart, his heart's like my heart. We think alike. We, we, we feel alike. We love alike. Oh, I want to be a man after God's own heart. See? But when he's no longer the Lord God to you, then I want to say to you today, how can you expect anything but chaos to follow you? It's in, It's inescapable. The same way, you'd think something as beautiful as Eden, nothing could over, overthrow it, but it did. The family of God overthrew all that beauty in a day. When we talk about the deep calling to the deep, the Lord said that how that in Jeremiah 7, how that he would call to her, he would call to Israel, he would tell his prophets call to her. There's, there's not numerous places I could have went to tonight. I just picked one verse in Jeremiah 7:27. Therefore thou shalt speak all these words unto them, but they will not hearken unto thee. Thou shalt also call unto them, but they will not answer thee. Now, you remember the story Brother Ram tells about how that eagle got blown down and he was hunting and that little chatter, chatter, um, chipmunk over there and and, and Brother Branham, you know, and he's all this nature. He loved nature. And he, he said he stepped out there, you know, and the, finally when it quit raining and the storm had blown that eagle down and the little uh, policeman of the woods was, let, you know, giving him the what for. You know, what are you doing here? You're not supposed to be here. You're, you're supposed to be up in the heavens. I'm here to tell you, if, if critics are run me into the heavens, I just say criticize on because I need to be up in the heavens. I don't need to let storms keep me on the ground. I just need to soar on up into the heavens. If trials and tribulations are what it takes and the enemy comes after me with trials and tribulations and my heavenly father allows it, but that'll cause me to leap and flop and catch a stream and head back into the heavens, then I just say, Lord, by whatever means necessary. Amen. And Brother Brandon said, I stepped out there and the glistening, the, 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 the mist, and he said, and... And way over here, he heard a lone wolf and he called way in the distance of this great wilderness. And he said, Way down here in the valley, his mate answered him. A deep called and a deep responded. Why? Because they were mates and they recognized each other's voice. And the storm of life, the storm had separated them. They got got separated because of the wilderness experience. Oh my, that male wolf as he calls to his mate and she responds and and she would call and he would answer. And I'm here to tell you there there shouldn't be any storm of life and and there shouldn't be any distance of separation. There shouldn't be any wilderness experience that you have to go through that should cut off the love of God. That when the voice of God begins to echo down. You you say, here I am, Lord, over here I am. Hallelujah. Or that you have the ability to say, Master, I I don't know what's happening. I'm in a terrible spot. I don't know where I am. Can you help me? And to hear the heavens echo back, I'm right here, my son. I'm coming. Stand still and know that I am God. I'm here to tell you that's the kind of relationship that an unfettered faith in God's word will produce. He calls. She answers. I thought about in our day how the strong angel called. The strong angel stood there beside John. Oh, let him come. Who's worthy to take the book? And when a strong, he wasn't the mighty angel. He was just a strong angel. And when the strong angel came, when the strong angel cried out, a lamb responded from the eternities. Hallelujah. Come forward to take the book. Oh my, you know, you if you if you think about how that he says he, he took the book and he loosed the seals and he called for his queen to come and stand by his side. Do you hear the call? Do you feel the pull? Do you, is the seal open to you? Then the king is calling. Will you respond and say, Yes, my lord, I will come and stand by your side. I will be identified with the word of this day and nothing, no trial, no wilderness, no storm is gonna stop that. If I lose sight of you, I'll find you. If you lose sight of me, you'll find me. Nowhere I could go could I ever get away from the love of God. In the song of Solomon, beautiful story, he calls to her, he comes to her door my love, he reaches his fingers through the lattice and she, and she can see him but she delays and he's calling to her and he's, he's looking for a response and he comes to her in the still of the night when there, there should be no disturbances. My love, come to the door. Open the door. Who is it? Oh, it's your love. And look, here, I'm trying to reach to you. I'm trying to reach to you. And she delayed and the next thing you know, he was gone. Oh, she jumped to her feet. She jumped out of her bed. I, I I relate to this woman so many times when I heard him call and I let life pull me aside and I didn't answer. And then when I, I went to hunt him, I couldn't find him. And like her, I ran into the streets and she ran through the streets. Have you seen him whom my soul loves? And she ran into these people and they had this opinion and they had that opinion and there was people trying to abuse her. Oh, but my friends, she wasn't searching for some religious idea. She needed more than theories from some man-made catechism. She was looking for something real. And there was a real to seek and there was a real to be had and there was a love to be restored. It's not a A disagreeable point to point into the language of the Hebrew Old Testament and find that the word used to describe God is plural. That makes perfect sense to us understanding the Godhead. Doesn't mean a polytheistic ideology of multiple beings, but we find that God was plural and and, the, and the, as I was saying earlier, his whole kingdom, his whole family, his whole plan, his bride, his people, everything he would ever have, it was an expression coming out of him. That's why when we were showing in Revelation 21, by the time it's a new heavens and a new earth, everything everything that's uh, that's that's even slightly not the original is not there. Satan is gone, hell is gone, the, everything's gone, the whole world is now renewed, everything is God, and God God is everything. He's filling all time, space, and eternity and and that is gonna be an amazing, no wonder it said, I saw a new heavens and a new earth. And so we find that being plural in Genesis, a deep could call, but that deep would always, if you see the pattern, and this is one of the most astounding sermons to me, So one I always hand to denominational preachers is the spoken word is the original seed because that is an immovable landmark in the economy of God. He never changes his mind about his word. And if you want to know, do you have his word? There is only one test to perform. Is it according to his original word? because as far as God is concerned, His Word doesn't change. So if your teaching doesn't line up to every word, you've got the wrong teaching. So I'm so glad my whole life since a child sitting in the woods as a teenager with my Bible and knowing this God, I was beginning to know Him, traveling the world uh, to preach this message on six continents, I've never found anywhere that it wasn't according to His Word. And I've never found any time where God wouldn't come on the scene and prove it with infallible divine miracles and move on the scene to prove it. And I know what it's done in my heart. I know how it's changed my life, friends. And I don't plan to have a reduction in my relationship. I'm not going to let Laodicea do that to me. I'm not going to let the world come between me and him. Have you seen my lover? Have you seen the one whom my soul loves? Say, yes, Brother Jason, he's sitting right beside me. Oh, thank you. Yes, you're right. I see him and I see him and I see him and I see him. Yes. Hallelujah. I'm so happy he, he comes here and he we find that the principle of the spoken word is the original seed. The principle of the seed is that God is going to, be able to put into motion a deep call and a deep response Amen. within himself. You say that's strange. How can that, that even sound that sounds How does that even work? Well, you know something friends I, I have something inside of me and and when something calls something inside me that's more than me, responds. There's something down inside of me, some piece of him, that amen to the word, that just wells up and says amen, amen. Even though, and my faith goes so much further. Thank God. It goes further than my understanding because it wouldn't be possible if I didn't know him in the power of his resurrection. But I know whom I have believed and I know what he's capable of in our lives. And so he's, He's got a deep that he's calling. And why does he, why does he Bring forth creation because there's a deep responding. Oh, I want to know you. Yes, Father, I want to know you. Oh, I want to know you, my bride. Yes, we want to know you. I want a kingdom. Yes, we want to be a part of that kingdom. Oh, I want to have a world. Yes, we want to be a part of that world. And we're still saying it today. I sent my word. Yes, I believe your word. I got a plan of redemption. Yes, count me in. Don't be a part of the world. No, no, never. I don't want to be a part of the world. There's a deep calling and a deep that responds because you would only call for the same kind because the seed brings forth of its kind. So the word's only ever going to call for the word. It's exactly why the world refuses it because it's not a world call. It's a word call. See? And so, you know, Adam longed for this kind You know, God from eternities longed for this kind. God said, he looks on Adam. I showed you the scripture. And Adam was lonely. And God said, you know, it's not good that he's alone. God's expressing. There's such a communion here. Adam's got the same kind of a feeling he's got. It's not good. How does God know? Because God knows it's not good to be alone. At one time he had been alone with his thoughts and, and then and then God created the heavens and the earth. Oh, but friends, you're, there was still, his family wasn't in manifestation and so he keeps working and keeps working and keeps working until what? He has a, a son and his son's wife and now he can fellowship them and that's exactly why when they fell in sin and Brother Branham said that God would not see, he saw his creation, he said he would not see it lay there face down down in ruin, he will not be defeated. He's God and he will not be defeated and he began immediately. Yeah, yeah. Oh, let me tell you something, redemption don't need any amount of time. Redemption starts immediately rebuilding it back. Yeah. Hallelujah, that's what I want. I don't, wanna, I don't wanna wait till next week. I wanna say tonight, Lord God, renew, revive, rebuild. Amen. Amen. See? So, we find that Adam longed for this kind. God from the eternities longed for this kind. I'm so happy to raise my hand. Say, Lord, I long for that. Let me raise my hand in this dark world. Say, Lord, I long. I'm, I'll raise them both. Lord, I long for that kind of relationship. I long for like seed like life, like faith, a, a, a like existence. So we find that that of like seed would respond to his word and flatly his word only. That's why a prophet would say she has the word and the word only. She won't accept any other seed it takes the word of God. It's the only, only, the only seed she is open to. You see, now Satan come, as we read, and immediately starts trying to bring a reduction. He's successful. Next thing you know, Eve's quoting him. And so we find that, 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 it, 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 that, that God it was never going to let that stand. He was never going to let that stand. And in fact, is it won't even take him very long to set the record straight. Genesis 3.8, Ethan. And they heard. Now, this is the very next. Look, look at this. Here he comes. It's only been a few verses. Satan's been, oh, it, hath God said. Well, uh, God said that we shouldn't do this. And God now, now look who shows up. Genesis 3.8. And they heard the voice of who? The Lord God. Walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the amongst the trees of the garden. So he's, he's going to call them out of their hiding place. And he's going to have a hearing. He's going to render a judgment. There's been a breach in the faith. There's been a breach in the law. Somebody has violated the word and God is there, not God, the Lord God. He's gonna set the record straight. I see how this happened. There was a reduction in belief in me, so I've come now to set the record straight. And he's going to call them from their hiding place and he's going to judge the matter with his justice because he's the Lord God over justice. Do you believe that? He's the Lord God over judgment. He's the Lord God of right thinking. Let the heathen rage all they want to. Let the critics rage all they want to. Uh, But by the time you get to the 14th verse, Satan and the serpent is gonna learn a very painful lesson. He's going to learn a hard lesson. He's going to learn that the Lord God is the God over the enemy. He's the Lord God over justice. He's the Lord God over mercy. He's the Lord God over judgment. You can rely on him. He's the Lord God over the enemy. Hallelujah, do you believe he's the Lord God over the enemy? When you go down to verse 21, he's also the Lord God over redemption to make bloody skins. He's the only one who can do it. Let me hear, I'm here to tell you, friends, he, he rules and reigns over justice and judgment and mercy and faith and His Word. He rules over the enemy and He is the authority over redemption and nobody can offer you redemption. Only Christ in His Word can offer you redemption. No man-made theory can do it. No amount of good deeds, no social club. It's gonna take the lamb who grabbed the book and loosed the seals and brought redemption. The Lord God, he's not going to tolerate this reduction in his person. He's not going to allow even the world goes off, and my, by the time you get to Genesis 6, you find that sons of Adam and sons of Seth have married into daughters of Cain and intermingled the whole human race, and sin is rampant all over the world. That, that, That thing that was a beautiful garden that God made perfect, but somebody reduced it. And now the whole world is covered in sin and there's just a very few righteous people. One Enoch who is taken, he was not, he's, he, he's, a, he's an original astronaut, he's a was not. <laughs> you know, astronauts and cosmonauts, man, those guys are lame, they have to get on a rocket ship and hope it don't blow up. <laughs> was nots just get taken, see, And so, I told somebody the other day, God is the ultimate body snatcher. One of these mornings, he's coming for me. Hallelujah. Oh, I'll be gone in a moment in the twinkling of an eye. Say, where'd he go? He vanished. What does that even mean? He's gone. That's all we know. Hallelujah. But by the time you come to Genesis 9, now you're going to see how that God is, is again, he's not going to let that stand. So that by the time you get to Genesis 9, the Lord God decided, the Lord God decided that Shem would be blessed. Now Shem is the progenitor. He's the ancestor of Abraham, prior to Abraham. Abraham come directly from the line of Shem. So, so, so God, the Lord God, in, in, in making this decision... The Lord God said his blessing would be upon Shem and Canaan would serve him and all of these various things, but we find that, that, that he's restoring the Christ seed line after the flood and he's putting it back in the earth. Are you realizing, friends, are you realizing tonight why Satan's charges against you in the supreme court of heaven won't stand? Have you ever stopped to realize it's not because you smell good or look fine or, or you're a nice person? Uh, we were all, most of us, rotten to the core. But this is a seed line of Christ. And it's, it's in the court of heaven as unchargeable, unindictable. And God will not receive a charge against his family. Zechariah 3 proves that. Based strictly on election, on no on other merit, election alone. Satan, with every DNA evidence and video replay, high-definition satellite imagery, had Israel dead to rights. They were absolutely guilty, and Satan had the evidence until he didn't because God threw every bit of it out. On one basis alone, this is Jerusalem whom I have chosen. Now get out of my court, and don't you ever bring charges against my family again. Hallelujah, friends. That this is like faith. This is like seed. This is like word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So the Lord God has declared that we stand before the highest court in creation. You stand innocent. The Lord God, who is the God over judgment, has pronounced you Innocent. Not just not guilty because there wasn't enough evidence to convict you. So, since we're not sure, we're gonna have to let you go. God is very sure you're innocent. God is very sure you never did it in the first place. God is very sure over who you are. Sometimes we doubt who we are, but God has never been in doubt. Say, how did he find me? Uh, He called and something responded. I was lost in the world. It didn't matter. No storm, no wilderness could cut you off. He called down into the valley and something within me said, here I am, Lord. Here I am. Give me that word. Oh, my. Genesis 15. After these things, the word of the Lord came unto Abram in the vision saying, fear not, Abram. I am thy shield and thy exceeding great reward. See now, Genesis 15, one to four, ETH. So how did Abraham get here? How How did he ever find himself being talked to by God? Because God blessed his ancestor and said, in Shem, I will bless the seed line of Shem. After the flood, after I destroyed it all, I took my only redeemable son home and I carried uh, Noah uh, and his family through the flood, which was a type of the foolish virgin. I, I'm, I'm sorry, that's, it's actually more of a type of the 144,000. There's one quote where he talks about it being the foolish virgin because it's a dual type, but it's most largely in reference to the 144,000 who are redeemed, not just spared. They're redeemed. They they. When the bride goes up, we find the bride leaves the earth. The eagle anointing doesn't leave. The eagle anointing lifts up, flies east, picks up Moses and Elijah, and takes the same gospel to the 144,000. They receive the same message, the same word, the same Christ, the same token, the same abstract, and they're found on the mountain with the song of Moses rejoicing. See, he says now, he goes on here. Oh, I'm running out of time so fast. So he says, verse two, and Abram said, Lord God, (laughs) Lord God, what wilt thou give me? Seeing I go childless. And the steward of my house is this Eliezer of Damascus. And Abram said, Behold to me, thou hast given no seed, and lo, one born in my house is mine heir. But God's not going to let that stand. Not the Lord God. The Lord God's been working on this plan for a long time. And he's not going to let some trivial thing in Abraham's condition of life stop the word of God. You're not going to stop God's plan for you. Just say it plain. You're not going to be able to throw yourself out of God's plan. Hallelujah. Amen. And here's Abram. Oh, now I, you you, gave, you promised me a son. You, you said you'd be my shield and my exceeding great reward. And as soon as God said that, you know, Abram is just a human. Just like us can you imagine that God come down to you and said hey listen I'm going to be your shield God if, 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 if God literally spoke to you in an all voice and said I don't want you to worry about anything I'm going to be your shield and your exceeding reward and you said yeah but I got this problem and I don't know how I'm going to fix it and I just can't you know I've tried and tried and tried and Abram said Lord God what will thou give me Seeing I go childless. God had already promised him. Seeing that I go childless and the steward of my house is Eliezer of Damascus. Neighbor, and Abram said, behold to me, thou hast given no seed. And lo, one born in my house is mine heir. But watch how. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him saying, this shall not be thine heir but he that shall come forth out of thine own bowels shall be thine heir. I know you're in a body of flesh and it's fallen and you got problems and you got weaknesses, but I'm here to tell you that sin born in your house, that's not going to be your heir. What's gonna be my heir? There's a gene down on the inside and it's gonna produce a new body. And that's going to be your heir. Your heir, you're going to be an heir of eternal life. Your your fallen condition isn't going to stop that. Stop doubting it, Abraham. I'm your shield and your exceeding reward. I won't even entertain an accusation against you. I won't stop till I get you home. Hallelujah. If you think about... Ezekiel, he gives a beautiful, I don't have time tonight. I'm already out of time, but Ezekiel breaks down the ministry and the priesthood in prophecy and he goes talking about a certain family line and you're going to have priests and Levites who are working at various stations in the ministry on behalf of Israel all throughout the the temple. And you're going to have them around the outside. You're going to have them around the inside. Everybody's going to have a job. They're going to be moving around. You're going to come in and there's going to be somebody at the brazen altar. And there's going to be somebody to wash your sacrifice. And, there's, and then you're going to, and then there's an inner court. And there you've got a table of shoe bread And you've got ministers who, who are working in there to keep those seven candles burning. And keep those lamps trimmed. And keep the oil filled up. But Ezekiel begins to talk about these priesthood And they have all of this ability to minister to the people concerning the things of God. But there was one particular group of priests that God said, Now, to them, they are going to be the line that I anoint that will tell you and and instruct you between right and wrong. And that's exactly what I needed. Because I didn't just need in this day I didn't just need a a minister who could tell me Jesus loves me this I know for the Bible tells me so I needed somebody who could yeah that you know Jesus died to save sinners thank you oh he loves the world Jesus loves thank you thank you that's all true I love it but in a world that's upside down who's gonna tell me what's right and wrong I I can't have a priesthood who can just introduce me I gotta have a anointing I gotta a seed line that can say this is right and this is wrong and there's no doubt about it and God honored that. That's what you and I needed today. We needed one voice who could ascend higher and no matter, And sure, I appreciate nominal ministers. I appreciate anybody who is preaching the gospel. But I needed somebody to tell me this is right and this is wrong. And because so many of those ministers are siding with the world and they're letting the world come into their churches and they're they're letting their women dress and do and they're letting their men go and say, but I had somebody who could say you're not of this world. Hallelujah. You see, I wanted to stand before him in perfection. And in my heart, I was crying for something more. I'm here to tell you today, let me give you a testimony. He responded. Oh, hallelujah. He would say, why did he respond? He wasn't looking for more angels. He wanted more than just mere friends to sit at his table. He wanted more. I wanted to believe there was more and and, and not just to have more, but I wanted to believe I could be more. And I heard from him, you can do all things through Christ. You can be everything that God has ordained for you to be. And that's the cry of my heart, Lord. I want to be more. I want to be more and the Holy Spirit echoes back to me there's more to be hallelujah Hallelujah. oh my my when you go further friends then you know when you you think about what God built and called it good and said it's not only good it's very good and the last place not going to put it up on the screen. Well, I might. Ethan, let's go to Genesis 28, 13. It's the last time in Genesis, not in the Bible, but in Genesis, you're going to see the last time he's going to use this term, Lord God. Amen. Genesis 28, 13, he's talking to Jacob. Jacob has ran for his life, he's a shyster. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham, thy father and the God of Isaac, the land whereon thou liest. To thee will I give it and unto thy seed. The last place that we see this term in Genesis, he's standing above Jacob in a dream. And he says, the very ground you're lying on. I'm the very Lord God of thy father Abraham. I'm the God of Isaac. He's going to be the God of Jacob. From here on, you're not going to see that term, Lord God. But we're going to find that he's the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Why, why Why? can he now you know, say, oh, you mean there's a reduction? No, now he's got a seed line to represent the other side of that. Do you understand? Now there's a family. Now he can move and be, later he's going to come to Moses and he's going to be Jehovah because he said, I wasn't fully known like that back then, but now I got a family and I'm going to bring them out of Egypt and I'm going to take them into a promised land. Is he still going to be the Lord God? Of course. Is he still going, to, still going to be God? He always was. Does the Bible use the term more? Of course it does. But the point in Genesis, the seed chapter, he never uses it again in Genesis after this one right here because God had said all he needed to say. This covenant was going to last Jacob all the way through the remainder of his ups and downs, his ins and outs, his weaknesses and his mistakes, his lying and sneaking and conniving and stealing and and cheating and conning, and but that covenant's not gonna break. That word, I am the God of thy, I'm the Lord God of Abraham thy father, and I'm gonna make a covenant with you. The ground you're laying on, I'm gonna give it to you and your seed line. And that, last, that promise lasted Jacob all the way till he met an angel and wrestled it out. And from that hour, he was a prince and God had reestablished the line, the royal seed line in the earth forever. Amen. And he would never have to, that model would never have to be changed. That model would never have to be changed. He would never change this model. He, what's the model brother Jason? He uses a revelation of his word and his word is him. He, what is the new birth? It's a revelation of Jesus Christ to you personally. It's the same model Jacob met him personally and that turned him into a prince forever. And that same principle is working tonight. That same God can meet you right where you stand. He's the same God of of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He's the same God of Moses. He's the same God of Jesus. He's the same God of Paul. He's the same God of Elijah. And I'm here to tell you something, friends. When he descended in this day as a covenant angel with a rainbow over his head, that was the same covenant angel that Jacob wrestled with in the book of Genesis because why? He's doing the same thing. He has descended as a covenant angel to say, I set the order back there. I got a seed line. I've watched over it. It's come up through. It came through the dark ages. It went through the martyrs. It went through the stalk. It went through the tassel. It went through the chuck. It came out into the grain. I'm not going to change my word. I'm not going to change my model. And I'm here to tell you, the word he brought, just like Jacob, the covenant he gave Jacob, lasted all the way to his name change. The word you have received will take you all the way to a body change. Hallelujah. Oh, can you rejoice on a Wednesday night and say, I'll take that word and it'll take me all the way to a body change. You'll never need, here to tell you, I don't care how many mistakes you make, you'll never need another covenant. You'll never need another messenger. You'll never need another message. You know why? Because you've got the messenger in the latter rain. You've got Christ himself moving among us tonight and the power of his resurrection. Oh, hallelujah. I feel such a surge of faith. I think you could believe for anything right now. I don't care what your need is. Why don't you stand to your feet and say covenant? I agree with the covenant and I claim every redemptive blessing that God has provided for me. Hallelujah. He's among his people, the messenger of the latter rain. Listen, friends, once the latter rain fell and set the crop to lay in the presence of the August presence for maturing, say, oh, don't we need another revival? Not if you don't want, not if you, not if you don't want to, I mean, if you want to kill the crop. Once that, you get a planting rain So you can plant, and then you get a harvest rain. And the harvest rain, once that harvest rain comes, now the grain is laying out there in the presence of the sun. You don't want another rain because now it's it's moving to maturity, it's ripening, it's becoming golden. Yeah, I'm not looking for another revival, I'm looking for the coming of the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm not chasing an eighth age or an eighth man. I have the only message I'm ever gonna need. It's going to take me all the way to a body change. It's the seed line of the blessed. It's a seed line that started in Genesis and is leaving the world as recorded in Revelation. Oh, do you love him tonight, friends? Oh, my. Let's bow our heads now. Father, oh, Father. My Father. God, Lord God, my God. We love you tonight, Master. I love you for this word. I love you for what it's doing inside my soul. I love you that it's changing me every day from glory to glory to glory to glory. It's never gonna go backwards. It's not standing still. It's moving, moving forward, forward, forward. I thank you for that, Master. Oh, I thank you for your love. I thank you for your kindness. I thank you for the ability to say amen to every word. Oh, I, I worship you, Lord. Let's raise up our hands to him, friends. Let's just tell him how much, how much do you love him? How would you like for him to hear it? Say, Lord, I love you. Lord, I love you. Lord, I love you. Can you say it? Can it escape your lips? Lord, I love you, Father. Oh, wave your hands at him. I love you, Lord God. I'm so glad to be in your family, Lord God. I'm so glad to be a believer, Lord God. Oh, we thank you, Master. We thank you for every need that is already met in Christ. Because of that day on Calvary, because you died, you were buried, you rose, you ascended, you descended back into the church. You sent your life, Lord. Descended into the lower parts of the earth, set the captives free, led them into the presence of God. Oh, came up on Easter morning. Many of the bodies of the saints which slept arose and went with him into the city. Oh, we're looking forward to that hour, Lord. Father, I believe we're a part of it. I believe that our love from this day can only grow and grow and grow. Master, I'm so glad you don't wait. Lord, when you see me in trouble, I can call unto you and you respond. You can call to me and I'll respond back. This love affair, Lord, will never be broken all the days of my life. I'll love you forever. i love you on that shore. Lord God, I'm going to stand there with all of those saints of old and say you know I, I saw it in your life I saw it in the testimony I saw it in what you said I'm going to tell those prophets you wrote it in the words no one knew the secrets of God until the end time and we, we had them come out to us and now we see that, that God kept it a secret it was a mystery he didn't say anything about it Paul called it that too but he said he hasn't shown it but he has shown it in every verse of the Bible because there can't be any revelation outside of the Bible there's no revelation that'll stand on the day of judgment that's contrary or outside the word of God I thank you for that master we love you today Lord we're turning the order of the service to prayer we have a couple of needs father we want to talk to you about there's needs no doubt throughout the audience and others maybe father we want to petition you for these things and so we're asking you now lord to let faith rise in our hearts lord to believe every word of god we believe you that makes you love us we get what we ask for i love that statement i thank you for that master i commit it to you in jesus name amen let's sing before we call people up brother kenny one or two one or two verses here
0: lord you have my heart oh yes and I will search for yours, Jesus, take my life and lead me on, oh, Lord, you have my heart, all of it, Lord, and I will I want to search give it all to you for, for yours.
3: My whole heart, my whole mind. Let me be my whole life, Lord. My daily activities. My plans, my dreams, my hope, my future. Oh, Lord, you have my heart. Oh, take it, Father, and
0: I it. will search for you. Let there be renewal name. in this audience, Lord. Jesus, take my Let heart, and lead Let me heart. Let there be redemption, oh God. Let there be
3: healing. Let there be forgiveness. Oh, oh, Lamb of God, Lord let there be deliverance, Father.
0: Heart, May
3: no one in here be bound by some I sick
0: devil. For
3: Lord, Lord God, some demon of sickness plaguing their body. Some demon to tormenting their mind. We speak deliverance, oh God. We call for it in the name of the Lord God of heaven. The
0: Lord Jesus Christ. Praise you, Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Friends, let's praise Him. I will sing of love come down. Hallelujah. And as you show your face, we'll see, we'll see your
3: your glory. glory Again, Brother Kenny, come on and gather around the front with me, friends. Let's gather. Sing it.
0: Come on, move up tight. We're pretty crowded tonight. And I will search for yours. Jesus, take my life and lead me on. Oh, Lord, you have my heart. And I will search for yours. Let me be to you a sad
3: read some of these uh, requests to you, and I've just asked uh, for an update on one particular one. I wait for Brother Bruce to reply. Sister Linda Paris had been suffering and we'd been praying for her, so I'm just wanting to get an update on that. Brother Bruce, if you can give me a quick update, please. Um, I have a prayer request Couple from Sister Jean. Uh, Put Joshua on the prayer list. This is uh, my nephew, Nathan's son, Otis' son. Um, put Josh on the prayer list, please. He's been reaching out to her, asking about the message of the hour for the last couple days. My goodness, as he walked into a, an amazing person to answer those questions. Oh my, not only does she have all the love in the world for him, amen, but she is a bastion of understanding and knowledge. Also, pray a prayer request from Connie. This is her sister, my Aunt Connie, who you know. Uh, my Uncle Troy is having a heart cath tomorrow. Amen. Brother George, we're going to, Brother George Sr., we're going to pray for my Uncle Troy to have the same result you have. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. They gave Brother George a heart cath and came back and no, no, no problems. No blockages. Amen. Clean as a whistle, but they're going to give you some medication to treat some of these symptoms. But I'm glad. Amen, Sister Dorothy. I'm glad today. Hey, man, we're going to hang on to you for a while, brother. Amen. Praise the Lord. Now, we're going to pray for my Uncle Troy to have the same kind of results. Amen. Um, we also want to remember, um, you know, Brother Gideon Ratif's Retief's family, the assembly there, losing Brother Gideon um, a couple days ago and uh, lord called him home to his reward so you know how what of a shock that would be and uh, lord spared us from such a thing thanks be to god and but the lord made a different decision concerning our brother Gideon amen and i knew him well and different ones knew him well here and so sister Kathy no doubt she wasn't hurt in the crash but it's low speed actually he just basically ran off the road and he had had a heart attack driving to church in that I just say Lord let me go out on my way to church. He was coming to communion and foot washing after preaching one of the most wonderful sermons that Sunday I listened to it. My goodness Brother Gideon years ago ninety seven preached one of the greatest sermons I ever heard in my life called Breaking the Cycle and I thought how fitting it is that the last sermon I ever hear from him is going to go right up there alongside that one because it was it was epic. And I so appreciate God for the life that he lived. Amen. Bit a large church there, so we want to be praying for them. Amen. Praise the Lord. Just getting an update here before we go to prayer. Amen. If you've got, if you're on the... Stream, and you've got a prayer request you want to send in, do it quickly. Brother Kenny, let's go through it one more time. Amen. While I'm waiting on this to update here.
0: Lord, you have my heart, and I will search for yours. Jesus, take my life. Don't you want
3: that? Say, Jesus, take my life, lead me on.
0: Lord, you have my heart. I will search for yours let me be to you a sacrifice
3: So Sister Linda is much better. Thank the Lord for his answer to prayer. He wrote additionally, Brother Jason, we thank the Lord Jesus Christ for his love, for his bride, revealing his precious words in this late hour through the fivefold ministry. Sister Linda and I want to testify of his goodness to us, granting good health and also blessing us. With 55 years of marriage, wow. But most of all, for the saving of our souls. God bless you and the saints there in Buford, Brother Bruce and Sister Linda Paris. Amen, I sure appreciate that. Um, You know, if you've got a request, Uh, raise your hand before the Lord before we go to prayer. If you've got something urgent, I'll take it from you right now. We'd like to have it written down. We don't want to break the the flow of the Holy Spirit by taking it live out of the audience. Uh, But if somebody's got an urgent pressing one, do you got one? Amen. Just want to raise up a hand. Let me see. Let the Lord see you got a need. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your love to us tonight. We thank you for the word that you've brought to us, Lord. Oh, it was rich, Lord God. It thrilled our hearts because we can see ourselves, Lord God, in the image of your word. We can see your plan. It's such an an eagle view, Lord God, that it takes the whole thing in and, 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 and is astonishing to us, Lord. We thank you for it tonight. I'm so glad to be a part of that. I'm so glad to identify myself, Lord, with that eagle message of this hour Lord, I pray for these needs tonight. I pray that you will reach out to my nephew, Joshua. Lord, God, open his young heart. Lord, open his eyes. Let his grandmother, Lord, pour pour into his heart the love of God and the light of the gospel of this day. Lord, it'll change his life the way it changed ours. It'll make a new creation out of him. Lord, as it did, as it always does when it comes into a man's heart. Lord, I pray for my Uncle Troy. We're claiming tonight, we're thanking you for Brother George Sr., Lord, for what, what, what was his result. Now, I'm asking for the same thing. You can't respect persons, and we're asking of it, your Lord, that my Uncle Troy would find a good report from the doctors and a, and a perfect way forward for his health. May it be so. Lord God, we thank you for uh, healing and touching those. Father, we're thinking of Brother uh, Sister Kathy Retief, the whole family there in Johannesburg, the whole assembly there, Lord, heartbroken, no doubt in a state of shock and bewilderment. But Lord, you're a comfort. You're a friend closer that sticks closer than a brother. Lord, you, you said if you if you forsake fathers and mothers and houses and lands and sisters and brothers, I will give you all of that in the world to come. Lord, it's worth it, Father. I pray that you will be merciful to them. Lord, if there's anything more we can do for them besides prayer, you reveal it to us. We love that assembly, Lord. We love that pastor and Sister Kathy and all that family. It breaks our heart, Lord. But we know, Father, it's a happy, wonderful day for our dear brother. We rejoice with him, and we know we'll see him again. We don't sorrow. We do sorrow, but not like the world sorrows without, without a hope. Father, we thank you tonight for these people. Thank you for our visitors, Lord, such lovely people here tonight and our lovely visitors among us. Bless all, Lord, one and all. Keep us under your care now, Father, and the remainder of the week. Bring us back at the appointed hour. We commit it to you in Jesus' name. Turn around and shake hands with somebody. Anybody got a, um, oh, hold on, I got to ask for testimonies. Amen. Anybody got a testimony you want to give before we go? Amen. Sister Melissa, uh, let me see that mic, Brother Ken. One second. All right, here you go. right, right to the
4: mic, yep. I just wanted to give a quick update on that 14 year old that we were praying for. Um, You know, the last time I prayed, they had gathered the family, I mean, the last time I gave the testimony, they had gathered the family and told them to um, start making decisions, you know, um, to let him go. And he woke up and they put him back into a coma because of the damage in his body. They didn't want him to be awake and hurt himself further. Well, after that, a friend of the family went to visit, and she noticed that he didn't have any cast anywhere and so she asked about it and the mother told her he has no broken bones wow. and furthermore he woke up again and's talking and he's in his perfectly right mind. Wow. So it's just miraculous Praise what God has done. And, wow. and that
3: was the young man we took a prayer cloth in. No
4: that's the little boy but he's oh, doing well. Oh that's the little guy. How's he doing? He's doing good. As, I mean she said he's still doing and good. so
3: this so older boy is the one we prayed for? The 14 for? year old. Okay, we put gotcha. a
4: request in.
3: And Praise so, the Lord Sister Melissa. Keep bringing them. Lord will keep moving. Amen. Amen. Anybody else got a testimony before we go? Anybody else? Praise the Lord. All righty. God bless you. Amen. We'll see you this weekend. God bless you. Brother Kenny, sing for us.
0: God bless you, friends. Feel his mighty power and his grace. He lives here.